This week, we take a look at a monster who, if alive today, would be spending his entire life savings on OnlyFans. Welcome to Season 2 of Monsters of the Midwest. Season two. What's up? What's up? Season two. All right. You ready to come in with a bang? Because I've been sitting on this episode for a while. Yeah. And Lord knows I've been trying to get out of this episode for a while as well. She has. She told me, oh, she told me, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to delay it as much as I can because we told you on our trailer, it's going to be a season of terror and we are not fucking joking around with you. We are not fucking kidding. Uh, I think, I mean, let this just be our disclaimer for the whole fucking season. It's going to get raunchy. It's going to get nasty. It's going to be highly disturbing. Um, But we've been warning you guys for, I mean, the end of the last season and um, on all our trailers and right now. So if this is not for you, um, you know, bye i guess but um we hope to see you later i mean don't leave don't leave uh we'll still (laughs) beg for you back but uh true maybe just put your earmuffs on or something i don't know (laughs) fuck it come along with us for the ride it could it could be fun it could be fun yeah and we also are doing a couple major things it's still in the works but you know we have a live coming up pretty soon it's gonna be awesome it's actually in july so I'm really excited to go to this event for the second year in a row as a different podcast. And uh, yeah, what else? Uh, merch. Merch is coming very soon. So keep your eyes peeled on the socials for that. Also, we um, have at the live event, we have a returning past guest from our other podcast, Confirmed. It was a fan favorite. Uh, lots of you guys voted and sent us messages and emails and said that you really enjoyed their company. So just to let you know they're coming back. Nice. Uh, yeah. So come hang out with us at that when we uh, disclose the location of the Midwest of where it is and what we're doing. Exactly. Um, yeah. So are you ready to dive into this? I mean, uh this one might uh, hold true to your heart in the the fact that this is the a sh- the shoe fetish killer, and you're a bitch of many shoes at one point. So yes, I had a shoe problem. Anybody else out there just addicted to buying shoes? Because I was addicted to buying shoes for a long time. <laughs> Let me just tell you that your addiction was a little bit far more um, intense than most. Like you. <laughs> Had literally like I have a, a problem room of shoes in your old house. Like it was, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a lot of shoes. Okay. So, uh, let's just dive right in. Uh, we're going to talk about Jerome Henry Brutos. Yeah. So, uh, a nice little Capricorn from 1939, born in South Dakota, the places Lorraine never wants to visit, the Dakotas. Right. I forgot he they were states. The young- <laughs> I know, right? Suck. I just I have to keep calling you out on that because you keep saying, "Oh, you know, I'm going to start off with the places I never want to go," and it always was the Dakotas. So it was. We're we're going there. Uh, so he was the youngest of two boys, Henry and Eclellan. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, his mom really did not enjoy naming correctly, so <laughs> their last name is Brutos, obviously. 
Eileen, the mother, wanted to have a baby that it, she desperately wanted to have a girl so badly. And she just kept popping out boys. And it was just really devastating for her back in 19, you know, 39. I can imagine. Um, I don't know. I actually, I can't imagine. I don't know how it was in that time. I feel like the majority of people wanted to bear male heirs, right? I mean, that was still a thing at that point. I would think. Yeah. I, as a couple, having someone to pass on the family name for sure. Right. So, I mean, she popped out too. So you would think she would be like, you know, royalty at that point. <laughs> but regardless, she wanted to put a bow on someone's head and it never happened and it sucked for her. Um, but her third child was uh, Jerry. And she was not accepting. She was fucking pissed. She was not at all pleased was the exact quote. You made it. And she, she, (laughs) right. She resented him for the rest of his life and made sure that every day of his life, he knew about it. Damn. So obviously this led to his lifelong um, situation with the mommy issues that he carried around in his pocket you know uh yikes another it, mommy issues I case thought, huh i know <laughs> you, you know i always get drawn to those mommy issues cases however uh eileen was super super hostile she was um very irate overbearing and when it came to jerry she was just almost had a, a problem with like psychopathy it, oh. like to the level of abuse that she had towards him oh really like blind literally abuse? his entire yeah, like his whole childhood. Like, yeah, exactly. Blind abuse, just really just nasty. And mm. at the same time, she was extremely loving and caring to her eldest son and also her second eldest son. Oh, sure. And it was kind of like, you know, she played favoritism. I, okay. So for those of us listeners that are you guys listeners that know me. I'm fumbling around my words right now because we just did a huge recording with a guest we cannot reveal yet because we're going to release that episode. But uh, really made me second guess and question a lot of the things that I say about um, women of this time era and the mommy issues thing. So forgive me for fumbling, but that that's where my thought process is. It's mm-hmm. kind of like oh, shit, like, when I wrote this, that was before I looked at it a different way, like, that type of thing. But anyways. Right, right, right. We'll, I'm gonna we'll get there. I'm going to try and stick to my notes. Yeah, I'm going to try and stick to my notes, even though now I'm, like, kind of double, like, looking at them, questioning whether what I wrote down was how I felt. Hmm. Fucking emotional roller coasters. Yay. <laughs> Just kidding. But, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, back to Jerry. At age five, he... uh started to you know this is he was that was when he really started to talk to his teachers um he talked to not really his friends but maybe like tried to reach out to like people that might understand so he was kind of grasping for an interaction with you know not necessarily peers but people that he met at school or church or whatever just trying to find some sort of solace it didn't really work out for him. Aww, so like, he was kind he an of, outsider? Like he just didn't have friends or um kind of. Um mm, okay. it didn't I couldn't really find much about it other than he like he reached out, he grasped out, and it wasn't really ever taken on. Oh, okay. Um, just like the the lone kid or whatever, just looking yeah, for some yeah. sort of friendship or someone, yeah. Right. Um, and at age five, I mean that's huge. So he 
started to become fascinated with things that he could do by himself. And you know what I mean? Self-entertaining, yeah. like right. whatever. So his first thing that he fell in love with or infatuation with at that time was women's shoes. At five. He actually, f- at five, he wow. actually found a pair of stiletto heels in the junkyard w- that was on his like path of walking home from school. At five? At five, he found a pair of stiletto heels and he was just infatuated by it. Like, what is that? I don't know, but I like it. You know, I I can relate it. Let's let's, right. (laughs) I used to walk in Uh, my mom's shoes. Anybody else do that when they were a kid? Walk around in your mom's shoes? uh, I'm pretty sure that I did, but I didn't really like them that much. But oh, I did. I love that shit. (laughs) Ask my mom. She'll tell you. Well, he liked them so much that he decided to bring them home with him um, and show him. And I don't know, like, the more that I read, I kind of figured, like, well, was this, like, a treasure he thought he was bringing home to, like, maybe have some sort of connection with his mom? Yeah, look what I found his for mom, you. You know, right, right. Look what, look at this cool thing I found. Can we talk about this? Like, was he grasping at straws? Was he doing huh. that, like, trying to get some sort of connection? She wears or, these type of shoes. If I bring her some home, then maybe she'll talk to me. Maybe she'll be right. Right. Ah. So he, he, he brought him home. Not, not the reaction Eileen had. She flipped her fucking gourd. She yeah. went psychotic. She called him extremely wicked and she like destroyed and ripped them apart, cut them apart, like in Aww. front of him. I mean, just made a huge scene of it. And yeah. this is what Jerry, uh, like all the recordings that are of him, he actually worked with the investigators of Mindhunter, the FBI investigator. Like he oh, okay. spoke to them about this moment. They he said this was his turning point moment of when his fetish began with women's shoes. Wow. Um That's yeah. a quick turning point. S- right. So he then got caught stealing shoes from his nursery school teacher. On Sundays when oh. he was obviously, you know, not at service. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> in the in the Midwest, anyways, they used to send all the kids in this fucking room where you get to watch, you know, quote unquote, the service while they give you candy. And there's a little babysitter in there. And then, you know, yep. your family gets to enjoy the service. They yep. just lock all the kids in this fucking room. I remember Well, apparently that. His, his teacher in that room is where he decided to, you know, take her heels from her. Oh. So. All right. You know, whatever. And speaking of shoes, we can't have, you know, some really nice stiletto heels without a matching outfit, right? I mean, right. I guess not. The whole that was ensemble. his mindset at this point. Right. You have to have the whole deal. So his shoe fetish then started to escalate into, I'm going to start stealing women's clothes, beginning with their underwear, because that is, you I know, mean, the least missed piece that you know the thing he could get away with yeah the washer ate it or oh well right it must have got lost you know lost in something right but he became so infatuated with this that he would steal underwear from literally any neighbor's house that he was allowed to go in he's just panty raiding all over the fucking place (laughs) we're still we're still talking like under 10 years old like this is young that's bold Yeah, fuck yeah. Right. I mean, this I mean, this isn't even like hormone city yet. Like he hasn't even, you know what I mean? Like ugh. No shit. Anyways, hormone city. So <laughs> he can right. He continued to do this until he got into his teenage years and then oh, oh, I wrote down and then hormones smacked him in the face. <laughs> oh, okay. And then he t- 
he took a whole no- a whole nother like chapter in his book of disgustingness. Then he decided to escalate into stalking oh, the people that he was the next stealing step. their undergarments. Right. Sure. So he would stalk women. Um, he would stalk mothers of his friends. He would stalk anybody that was, you know, accessible to him at the time. Ew. He would. It got to a point where in like his later teens, he would actually assault them, knock them down, choke them to the point of where they were like losing consciousness enough to know like where they were at, you know, what? get a little dizzy spell. And what do you think they would that he would do to them? Take their underwear I mean, off? No, just their shoes. Just their shoes. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, we're back to just the shoes. All right. Just I'm the like, shoes. Yeah, we're back to the shoes. He's just stripping these people? What the fuck? Right. <laughs> I, I know. Confused. Well, I mean, I, th- I, I feel like our true crime officiato like, mindset wants to go to, oh, my God, he's going to rape and kill these women. You know what I mean? Like, you know what, That's where though? we want to go to. Could you imagine, like, getting assaulted, whatever, you wake up and just your shoes are fucking gone? You'd be like, uh, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, bitch, take them, please. I mean. Right. At the shoot. same time, fuck that. But So he'd continue to stalk these women, knock them down, you know, unconscious, steal their shoes, and then... When he turned 19, he went as far as to, like, abducting these women from his neighborhood or from wherever he was at. Like, if he, I guess, felt the shoes were that fucking good? I don't know. He would Um, take the whole person in the shoes? Right. (laughs) Oh, my God. He did. He did. Right. He did escalate to the point where, when he was 19, to where he did stab one person at that point. Oh, graduated to stabbing. Good Lord. Right. So he and he talked about that he had threatened her at knife point basically to follow his sexual demands and do what he says. Oh, sure. Um, And she, of course, you know, fought for her life and said, no, I won't. So he did stab her, but she did get away. Thank God for that. But these. Yeah. These actions, because obviously he was a sloppy ass fucking killer, like in real realistic times, he just wanted her fucking shoes if she would have only known, you know. Okay, bye. Not to make fun, but. Yeah, right. But these actions granted him like an all access fucking path to like a psychiatric facility oh. uh, where he where he spent the rest of his teenage years. Uh, Thank you. At 19, he was 100 percent fully committed and deemed a ward of the state for a nice meaty nine month sentence because, you know, that's um. all the time it takes to heal someone. Sure. He underwent. Multiple psychiatric evaluations, and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Oh, okay. During his individual therapy sessions, he uncovered the root of his so-called evil and his uh, sexual fanatics, and they all revolved around, can you guess, mommy Mommy. dearest. Mom. Good old mom. And his uh, deep-seated hate towards women in general because of her. Right. Uh, His doctors believed that, like, all of this had to do with, you know, how he was treated at home, you know, how he was stunted in such a level of, like, immaturity that it would he clearly is not able to escalate out of that and grow as a person. He's kind of just, like, stuck Stuck. in that immaturity level. Right. Yeah. Despite being institutionalized, he was still able to move along and graduate high school in 1957. Mm, okay. And he actually went on to be a very successful electronics technician. And oh. he earned a, a pretty honest living for a, a nice chunk of his life. 
Huh. He even found himself uh, a really nice salty morsel that uh, fell in love with him and married his ass. Oh, wow. You know, okay. uh, her her name was Darcy Meltzer, and she was 17 at the time that they got married. So he was, I think, 20 at the time, 17. So, you know, I mean, he got himself a younger woman. I mean, good for him, I guess. I, I mean, mm. all righty. I'm not trying to applaud. I'm not trying to applaud this motherfucker, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but she she liked what he was uh, spewing out. I'm sure that he, you know, bought her all the shoes that she wanted. <laughs> I'm point. sure. And uh, with their entanglements, they father or he fathered two children with Darcy. And, you know, they settled down in the fucking suburbs, man. And they made themselves a nice little decent life. Oh, burb life. That, Right, you know, and and people were thought positive, thought like, okay, well, maybe he was, he is saved, he is reformed, whatever the fuck they think. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, the Midwest, got it. Right, the Midwest, the mid, <laughs> the Midwestern, the Midwestern dream. You know, they made a fucking casserole, and it was all, you know, hunky make sure to come in before the lights turn out. Yeah, hunky dory. Well, yeah, uh, Tinkerbell eventually went the fuck away, and this fairy tale was a, a big monstrosity and it came to a screeching halt when uh he decided that he was going to force his brand new bride to clean and do housework while he watched as she only wore high heels and what? he also took many explicit pictures while she was doing this okay. that is a real fucked up way of like the infatuation with june cleaver i'm just saying like i know this was like june cleaver times you know mm -hmm. vacuuming with the pearls but like come on dude come on wow Fucked okay up. so she was not really very excited about this Fuck no. um but she kind of just went along with him because she didn't want it to escalate to when the kids came home or like things you know what i mean like yeah yeah, I mean this is fucking early '60s. Like you got to keep that shit under lock. And yeah, your especially home in the life. Midwest, you can't. Right, you can't let anybody know the shit. So she kind of just like went along with it and kind of sucked it up and did whatever he asked. That's my husband, you know. I ha right, I, I please him or whatever. That's that's the time. Un uh, right until Jerry started suffering from blackouts and migraines like excessive migraines to oh. where uh he had like you know psychopathy type thing and this is kind of like triggering back into his early you know teens when he was diagnosed with schizophrenia right. so he was having what he didn't know at the time was episodes of these coming back oh so no. in his own writing he put to quote-unquote escape he started going on night prowling expeditions to clear his mind and get himself right. Uh, okay. We know what that means. Right. Not only on these expeditions did he bring his camera along with him, but he often would dress also in women's clothing, head to toe, in his own, you know, I mean, I don't want to say drag, but kind of, you know, I mean, right. he, he cross-dressed into women's clothing. Yeah. Maybe did he do that because he wanted to do it or because he didn't want to be seen or a combination of both? Um, I think honestly, from what I read, kind of a combination. Okay. I mean, he definitely enjoyed wearing women's clothing. He he felt very comfortable there, which is okay. fine. Do you, boo? But I mean, obviously he's taken that to a different there's there's other shit to unpack there. Oh yeah. A whole extreme. That. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right. 
so between 1968 and 1969, he, on his little excursions, he bludgeoned and strangled four women and attempted to attack two others, which eventually got away. Uh. So I'm going to talk about these women and strap up, ladies and gentlemen, because it is not pretty. Okay, I'm ready. Not really. All right. First person, uh, Linda Swanson. She's 19, year, 19 years old. Uh, she is an encyclopedia salesman, saleswoman, like door to door. I feel like wow. we keep hearing that that uh, venture quite a bit in the Midwestern um, stories we keep telling, you know? Yes. Selling something door to door, door to door salesman for some right. other shit. Right. Um, so he lured her, lured her in his basement, um, bludgeoned her, knocked her out with a wooden plank and dressed her in multiple outfits and took over 20 pictures of her. Oh, he oh, no. then took, yeah, the, he then took a hacksaw and removed her foot and <gasps> decided to put it in his freezer for later. What the fuck? Uh, he then used her foot that he put in the freezer to model different shoes that he acquired throughout, you know, his excursions, as he called them. Ew. Eventually, he disposed of her body in the, uh. Willamente River, I guess, right. in South yeah. Dakota. Willamente. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually he disposed of her body, but he did keep her foot until it rotted, until oh. he couldn't get uh, solid pictures, he said, of it. What the fuck? So. I, it's not over. Came, I know. <laughs> no, it ain't fucking over. Uh, so then came Jan Whitney. Uh, Whitney. She was 23. She was a motorist who her car broke down mm. and Jerry offered to drive her to his home to where they could then call a tow truck and have the tow truck meet at the location where her car broke down. Okay. You know, um, I'm just a, a gracious dude here. But while in the car, he decided to strangle her, rape her and hung her body in his garage for multiple days. In the reports I found, it was in between five and seven days. We interrupt your regularly scheduled debauchery to talk to you about some other cool cats. Hey, my name is Lucas. So thank you, NBA, for fucking the Timberwolves over and not giving... They have zero zero nationally televised games the rest of the week. And my name is Jason. Things that men love or like in this world. And when I say stuff like that, my examples would be like boobs, butts, beer. I'm Justin. What do you think that paper was right next to the toilet? And we're the hosts of the Drunks vs. the World podcast. You know what? Go ahead and check us out on any social media platform you could find. TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, and all the other streaming services. So, uh, we appreciate it. We are drunks versus the world. And you know what? Say hi to your moms for me. What do you think? Their links are in the description, so go check them out, you turkeys. Time to agitate the gravel and get back to Coolsville. Uh, during which he dressed her up in multiple different outfits, took multiple pictures of her and continued to have sexual relations with her corpse whilst she was in his garage. Oh, 
my god, dude, this is but, disgusting. Uh, you know, and like we saw in Linda Linda's situation prior to this, uh, he likes to have some trophies, so he did cut off. Not her feet, but her breasts and made them into resin molds, um, which he used as paperweights in his home office. What? Oh, my he then God. Took the rest of her body and put it in the same river that he did. Linda. Oh, sure. Just a regular and, old dumping ground. What the fuck, man? And during this time, because this was only like his victims were... 68 through 69 so obviously some of them get intertwined so at this time he realized that linda's foot was beginning to decay and smell a little bit and you know it wasn't looking so good in some fucking heels so this when he disposed of jan whitney's body was when he took linda's foot out of the freezer and also dumped it off at the same time oh man so shortly thereafter on his excursion, he found Karen Sprinkler. Sprinkler? She was 18. Mm. He ad- abducted her at gunpoint outside of a department store. He was, in this time during this excursion, dressed full head to toe in women's clothing with wig and everything, uh, presented himself as a woman, and tricked her into a conversation to start off with. Okay. And then he he ended up taking... Obviously, he abducted her. He took her back to his garage. He forced her to model as he took pictures, raped her, hung her just as he did Jan, also cutting off her breast to make resin molds, uh, which he placed across his household as paperweights and continued to have sex with the corpse uh, prior to disposing it uh, a little over a week later. How many fucking paperweights do you need, man? I mean that that's um, not good at all but Jesus Christ. I mean I mean I don't have any and I have an office in my house. I don't have any paperweights and this guy's got four uh, <laughs> right. as of right now. I don't understand. So, that. after Karen, he attempted to abduct two other women and was not successful at all. He got real sloppy, real messy and basically ran off like a little bitch. Um, mm. I couldn't, I couldn't find, uh, anything about whether he was dressed in women's clothing at these times, but okay. he was trying out new things that didn't work out for him. And, you know, thank all the universe and little baby Jesus for those two women that were successfully gotten away, you know? Yeah. No shit. Are, are they the reason he got caught? Not yet. Uh, uh unfortunately the next person that he came across was Linda Saley. Uh, Sally, S-A-L-E-E. Okay. Uh, she was 22, and she was also abducted from a shopping mall, just like Karen Sprinkler, the, the person before. Mm-hmm. He was also dressed in women's clothing at this time. He lured her in, forced her to model in his garage, raped her. He didn't cut off any of her body parts at this, at this point. Uh, mm. His, <laughs> oh, this is real fucking gruesome. It makes me uncomfortable to read it. His exact quote is, every part of her body was a little too fucking pink for my liking. Ugh. I didn't keep anything for myself. What the? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Fucking turd. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, he hooked her up to a homemade electrical current and shocked the fuck out of her 
Just to watch her wiggle and jump on the floor is what he said in his writings. Eventually, after she didn't move anymore and she started to smell, he again threw her in the same river that he disposed the rest of his victims. Oh, that's fucking tragic, dude. Just a disgusting person. We're talking about a lot of them this season, too, and that is already starting it off with... So, so now you can see why I've been putting this this one off for a while. You yes. Know? Uh, so, uh, and I actually honestly put most of this out of my mind. It's like I'm reading this fresh again. For That's why I'm like kind of still shocked at some of the shit I'm reading because I'm like, right. fuck, I've been, you know. So Brutus also had his own little like ritual that he committed for every single murder. He dressed them up all in stilettos and masturbated on top of the bodies um right after he committed their murder he liked to make sure that they were lifeless and cold before he was sexually aroused by what you know he did afterwards which just makes it even more fucking disturbing wow and he has a wife and two children in the fucking house while he's doing this yuck and there was i found i found a lot of like Okay, so I watched some videos of, like, some investigations that had to do with the Mindhunter investigations. There was some, like, recordings from that. I found two videos that were really grainy and really shitty, and you couldn't, like, the audio quality was was garbage. Right, Um, always. But it seemed like like when he was talking, it was mostly, like, a puff piece. You know what I mean? It was kind of like... I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm not going to tell you the truth. I'm just going to tell you what I feel like saying. Like, that type of thing. Like, yeah, he's egotistical, just over I guess. it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, just asshole quality. Like, not. <laughs> right. It, it's clear that those interviews were not early on in the game because it, it was clear they were just like a little added, you know, cherry on top of the Sunday. I'm just doing this because I'm getting more exposure. Type yep. Thing. Yep. P- people still know me. However, there was multiple, like, writings where I found that I got a lot of this stuff from, which is kind of, I don't know, I find even more disturbing than some of the videos. Oh, yeah. I believe that. You know. And there was things, there was different things from his wife that said that, you know, she obviously was forced into doing those things, but she was brought up in the, I I guess this is why this case kind of, like, grabbed me, not only because it was, Let's be honest, I'm I'm a sucker for Mindhunter, and, like, that whole book is, like, phenomenal. And if you haven't read the book, at least watch the Netflix, like, interpretation of it. It's 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 great there, too. You know, it's yeah. pretty solid. Yeah. But the book is phenomenal. But, like, so he was a little bit interesting because he was one of the ones he, that they interviewed as for, like, a study piece. You yeah. Know? And I didn't know much about him other, like, nor what that I knew. I didn't know he was from the Midwest, either. I just... Oh, okay. Whatever. Whatever this rabbit hole came down. And then (laughs) I was like, oh, well, we need some fucked up cases. He seems a little weird. And then I had no idea what I was getting into. Oh, yeah. Super um, fucking weird. Right. But of course, you know, when I'm all in, I got to go all, all in. So that's when I found some different things that were quotations from his wife. And how she was brought up as, you know... The June Cleaver Midwestern wife era and, you know, you wear the pearls and you vacuum and you do what your husband says and you're, you know, 
that you time. make a family and like that shit that like at least for me was you know engulfed in my fucking brain cells from <sighs> day one you know yeah and it just it broke my heart like to hear that 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 she just put up with that shit and just hit herself away with the kids in the house and he's doing these type of things in exactly. their house in their home and she didn't feel that she had the voice to or like the permission to have a voice to right. do anything and that's just I, I don't know it just hits close to home i guess you know <laughs> western shit i guess right we all feel that right um so he's obviously doing all these things so we're looking forward to uh, not looking forward to, but we're jumping ahead to May of 1969 um, when a fisherman actually came across the bodies of Linda and Karen. Oh, damn. While, two of them? While, two of them, right. And those were the first two. Um, right. So obviously they got police involved and police caught wind of that Brutus is a little bit funny and he's been, you know going outside at night and he's been talking to women that he shouldn't be talking you like flirting with the the desk girls at you know macy's like that type of thing he oh, was you know very the creepy just, old man huh <laughs> but also the creepy old man de- dressed as a woman type thing like in you know the oddball right because that wasn't normal during that time right i mean i don't know how it was in south dakota but it you know City, bigger cities like New York and things like that, like there was cross dressing and you know, yeah, it just wasn't as prominent, right? I don't want to call this trans because I don't know if that's what it was. So I don't want to, I don't want to engulf it in that, you know, mecca. But this wasn't a big thing in the Midwest. So for someone like that to come, like someone that is, you know, clear, and I don't know if you guys have seen him, but he's clearly a dirty, fat bastard, white dude with red hair. <laughs> yeah that motherfucker ain't passing for a woman or beautiful at all so (laughs) i can just imagine what fuck no like (laughs) i i just i you know i'm not even he's nowhere near as he fucking passing for nothing especially like going into like a macy's counter and like flirting with the girls or like oh yes i just want to try this this scent fuck you dude like you're not passing for shit sorry (laughs) so you know police were kind of like catching on to his trail like okay this is a little funny we've got reports of like the mall cops they're saying this you know like things is getting a little bit weird mm-hmm. um also that multiple women younger women in his neighborhood noticed that he was just you know lurking a little too long like he was just kind of not necessarily stalking but lurking people watching a in a too. weird way people watch yes right. so they decided to go investigate him and they go and interview him and of course, he lied up his ass, like saying, "Oh, well, I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. No, That's I weird. definitely was not doing that. That's really weird, right? You know, like, oh." But the police were like, "Yeah, you're, you're full of shit. You're yeah, full of shit. bro." <laughs> so they, you know, had a unit on him and started following him around, and eventually, How do you like being stalked, you old turd. Right. Eventually, caught him out on one of his, you know, excursions, quote unquote, and. As he was getting ready to leave on one of it, or he either had just left or he was just returning. To the Thankfully, house. he had no body, no body with him. But right. it gave he opened the garage door, so it gave them you know visual inside the garage door, which then they went into, and obviously it, it proceeded to find him arrested. 
Because they went into his garage or because there was someone in there? Uh, no, it just, they had access to where they didn't have to ask permission to get into his garage. So oh, okay. I didn't really notice. I, I didn't know if, like, I read multiple things. I don't know if, like, he had just finished an excursion, his little, like, night walks, or if he had, you know, was just coming out of the garage and, like, oh, hey, garage door's up. Well, we're going to yeah. go ahead and come in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, hey, how's it going, man? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that night they took him in for questioning and they were really weary that he was going to, you know, they were kind of like, they had a couple officers there. They were ready to go, like trying to, well, we got to catch this dude. We don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, shocking to them. He gave a full fucking confession. What? Full fucking confession. In gruesome detail. Oh, man. And that was on J- June 28th of 1969. I want to hear that. He pled guilty to three first-degree murders, uh, Sprinkler, Whitney, and Solly. Okay. And he did confess to Slauson's murder, but he was never tried or convicted of it because he did not keep pictures of her. He did of all the others. So he had all that picture evidence of, you know, as he progressed into his craft or evil or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, Yeah. So he had only kept her foot, remember? And then when it rotted out, he got rid of it. So that was the only, yeah. you know, thing, uh, trophy, whatever. So while he was incarcerated, he uh, obviously some some fucking how had a slew of women followers that just adored him. Ugh. Which I I invite all of you guys to look up his fucking picture because he is gross uh, what is gross. it what is the uh fuck what's the fat dude in uh that austin powers movie fat bastard that yeah literally literally that like he's a fat bastard literally <laughs> he's fat bastard like literally that but sorry brutus your boobs weren't that big so you know you couldn't oh, hide bummer. like chicken wings under your titty like yeah i know <laughs> he, you know because he was but he's like a really disgusting looking man what is but wrong anyways, with these women? They sent him slews and slews of heels and women's shoes what and mag and they would send him magazines of like Sears catalogs or like shoe catalogs at the time. Um, because you, you know, know in the what? 70s. I did I remember in Mindhunter where they brought him the pair of shoes. The pair of the pair of heels to try yeah. and like convince him to talk. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So yeah, that's by him. The way. Right. So um but it, but it was, you know, there's, there's pictures on the internet, like you can find of, you know, pictures of his cell and like the stuff he collected, and Ugh. he would actually write, excuse me, write, um, like, well detailed letters to different shoe companies or or like Sears and whatever major catalog companies at the time, requesting them to send him, you know their their monthly catalog and then he would get it waived i guess in south dakota you can at that time you could have a waiver on um people with like life sentences could have a waiver on like pornography i guess what the fuck some, i don't know yeah I, there was some sort of like loophole to where he was allowed to receive these because it was considered quote-unquote pornography for him so he collected uh. i mean just years and years of like fucking weird shoe catalogs and See? women's clothing catalogs that's why i don't like the dakotas <laughs> i know <laughs> so man. weird 
Okay. So he he was sentenced uh, three life sentences in the state penitentiary. He eventually died in prison in 2006 of liver cancer. Good. I don't know how the fuck that happened, but I mean, shit. At the time of his death, he was the longest incarcerated inmate in the state of Oregon Department of Corrections at 37 years running. So, unfortunately, like, in his death, he still fucking held a record, which I think is fucking gross. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no shit. Reaching out to all you lifers out there last longer than 37 years so you can beat this motherfucker out. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. Um. So, like I said earlier, Bruto was portrayed in Netflix documentary uh, Mindhunter. Here's a fun fact. So, he was also the key, like, muse for Silence of the Lambs, Buffalo Bill character. That was after Bruto's. Yeah, that was him. Yep. And also, J.K. Rowling stated that the kidder in her novel Troubled Blood was actually based on Bruto's. I don't. I don't know deal with her either. Yeah, so I don't I don't fuck with her. But there's <laughs> that. So I mean, would it really be the end of an episode if I didn't fuck this motherfucker up astrologically? It wouldn't. So I'm just mm-hmm. gonna give you guys some interesting um bullet points to to close this off. Uh these are some astrological indicators of psychopaths, which he had in his chart. Oh. So mutable Mutable signs, um, especially the moon sign. He had a Gemini moon in his first house, which indicates a very moody or emotional person. He extremely unpredictable and very unstable. Oh. His moon was square his Neptune, which means that he has volatile emotions, can't separate reality from unreality, and has uh, extreme conscious confusion. <laughs> his Pluto was op- um, opposition his Lilith which means that his dark desire and temptation can lead you to pursue or require power over others in a sexual way and also has female tendencies. Oh. And, yes, he also has a Sagittarius Mars, which means he's very impulsive, extremely carefree when it comes to sex, and kind of likes to do his own thing, and nobody can tell him any different. And people with major placements in Neptune and the moon are often leads into a foot or shoe fetish, which he had well, both. There you go. Uh, and also fetishism uh, usually is indicated in someone's aspects with Neptune, Uranus, and Pisces. He also had all three. So for those you who go. say that your moon and stars can't paint out the picture of whatever the fuck is going to happen, I'm going to keep bringing it to you like, hmm, let's take a look and see. Yeah. But that is... uh. That is a disgusting fucking thing that we brought to you to open up our season. And I hope that you uh, enjoyed it as much as I halfway vomited over the words to reread it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Yuck. I didn't know anything about him other than he was portrayed on Mindhunter, the show that I watched. But I didn't know a lot of that stuff, like him being a necrophiliac and all that other shit. It was just lit. I didn't like it. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think the 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 ending question we have for today is like, who needs that many paperweights? You know, like yeah, really nobody. That's yeah. who. And you know, uh, season two. Here we are. 
season two Here we is going to be wild and crazy, kids. So we are in. We are in session for sure. We got a bunch of other funny ass shit that we're going to do. Haunted locations, spa vacations, uh, any sort of like haunted, mysterious folklore action. We got that coming to you as well. So I hope that um, you like our little snippets in the middle of the week because we're going to release those in the middle of the week as well. And also, um, we are also going to introduce a merch giveaway. I'm going to start it out right here. Lorraine has no fucking idea. This is like right off the cuff. I want to see emails, um, messages, texts, whatever. How many Easter eggs did you guys find in our trailer? Yeah. If you can name, if you can name multiple Easter eggs of what we laid down in that trailer before we release our next episode on Tuesday, you will be the very first person of our exclusive merch. You will be the first one, and I can't wait to see if anybody can guess all the ones we put in there because we we danced around a few. Yeah, if you can give us at least three other people that we mentioned in some form, we're going to enter you in a drawing and we're going to pick it with a random generator. So email us, shoot us a message on any of our socials. We got Facebook, Instagram, and as always, we're going to close it with the code of the Midwest. Don't talk to that weird dude at the counter that wants to take you home with him. Always go to the bathroom with a partner, the buddy system. All right, lock your doors and don't fucking talk to Jerry Brudos. As always, we'll see you next Tuesday.